The Laws of Forbidden Foods, Chapter 2. The Torah states a prohibition against eating a non-kosher animal both in terms of the positive and in terms of the negative. So it says any animal that has split hooves and chews its cud, you may eat, and that's in Devarim. And then in Vayikra, it states the prohibition as a negative commandment. This becomes important momentarily. Second halacha, anyone that eats a kezayas, an olive-sized portion of something that is not kosher, gets lashes. Third halacha, eating an olive-sized portion of a person is not included within the prohibition, but it is clear from the positive commandment. So in other words, even though the person would not get lashes, they have nonetheless done the wrong thing. Don't eat people. Fourth halacha, someone that eats a kezayas of an unkosher bird gets lashes, and they have also violated a positive commandment. The same is true for someone who eats non-kosher fish. Fifth halacha, non-kosher locusts are considered in the category of sheretz ha'of, that is, flying disgusting things or insects. They include a fly, a mosquito, a hornet, a bee, etc. Six halacha. Same thing is true for creeping things on the land. That includes snakes, scorpions, beetles, centipedes. Seventh halacha. There are eight non-kosher land animals that are identified in the Torah. They are the weasel, the mouse, the ferret, the hedgehog, the chameleon, the lizard, the snail, and the mole. And anyone that eats a lentil-sized portion of them is liable for lashes. Eighth halacha. This, however, only applies if they're dead. But if he cuts a limb off them and eats that, then he must eat an olive-sized portion in order to be liable for lashes. And in all these cases, the masses combine to form an olive-sized portion. Ninth halacha. The blood and flesh of these animals can combined to form the forbidden quantity, tantalacha. But once the blood is separated from the body, if he collects it and drinks it, it would require an olive-sized portion to make one liable for lashes. And here Rambam notes that if the person was warned not to eat blood, that would not be the correct warning. Rather, they would have to be warned not to eat non-kosher animals. The prohibition not to eat blood only applies to kosher animals. Someone who eats or drinks the blood of a non-kosher animal has violated the law against eating a non-kosher animal. Eleventh halacha, all of these distinctions are halacha lamesh Sinai, that is, they were transmitted to mesha at Sinai, and transmitted through oral tradition. Twelfth halacha. Someone that eats a kezayas of the detestable things of the water receives lashes. And this is anything that lives in the sea and does not have fins and scales, whether small like a leech or large like a seal or dolphin. Thirteenth halacha. Anyone that eats a kezayas of creeping things gets lashes. Rambam defines these as things like maggots and the like, which seem to come forth from filth as a result of through standard relations. These are distinguished from shiratsim. So this is the category of ramasim as opposed to shiratsim. Fourteenth halacha. The same thing is true for animals that seem to come forth spontaneously out of fruit. Fifteenth halacha. Here we distinguish between worms that seem to generate from the fruit after it's cut off the tree or taken off the ground, and those that can be found on the worm when it is on the tree. The latter is usr, prohibited, and he states that any time a fruit commonly becomes worm-ridden while on the tree, one must check the fruit for worms before eating it. Sixteenth halacha. If the worm departed into the air but didn't reach the earth, etc., then it is prohibited as a result of a doubt, but one does not get lashes. Seventeenth halacha. Worms are also prohibited if they're found inside an animal, including in the brain or in the meat. Eighteenth halacha. Water that's found in cisterns and places that are not reachable by teeming things can be drunk without checking, because any worm or teeming thing in the water there was spontaneously generated. Obviously, before relying on this, talk to your favorite local Orthodox rabbi. 19th halacha. The latter halacha is true only when the worms or other teeming things did not depart from the place and then return. 20th halacha. But even for the spontaneously generating bugs in a cistern, if one filters them out and then eats them separately, he is liable. 21st halacha. This is a really important one. Whenever we've said an olive-sized portion or kezayas, the intention is when one ate like portions of an animal or portions of a few different animals and it added up to a kezayas. But any time that someone eats an entire animal, even if it's smaller than a kezayas, that's not allowed and it's called a beria. And one would get lashes for eating a beria. 22nd halacha. By way of example, if a person ate an ant that lost one of its legs, he is not chayef because the ant is not going to be a kezayas. He shouldn't do it, but he's not chayef for lashes. But if someone ate an entire mosquito, he is liable for lashes. 23rd halacha. There are certain prohibitions that we've discussed here that are actually several different prohibitions. So something that has wings and it walks on earth and it reproduces in water, that's three different prohibitions. 24th halacha. Someone who ate a full ant, that is a beria, 
along with enough crushed ants to make a kezayas, has violated six different laven. Five of those laven are identified in the prior halacha, and the sixth one is the prohibition against eating a beria. And the sixth one is because he had a whole kezayas. As we've discussed elsewhere, this doesn't mean that a person gets lashed six times for a single act. It's just a description of the seriousness of the prohibition.